You always wearing them glasses. You don't wanna let no sucker look you in your eyes, huh? You better show them eyelashes. You love what you do with a passion. Ooh, that shit attracts. I fuck with you, girl. All he wanna do is gas me. How we end up in the backseat? Just tryna get to the bag. We on the same page, you the same way. Only keep the fam around me. So let me know what it's gonna be. I don't plan on getting no sleep. Why we doing nothing? Moving too fast. Candy paint with the windows all black. See scrambled What they gon' say? Put the top down, screaming money, anything. We up till six in the morning. When the sunrise will be on it. Oh, I got five. You know it's all live. Tell me when to go. Baby, when we gon' slide? Baby, when we gon' slide? Hey, One more time. Up all night, baby, when we gon' slide? What we doing? Oh, Tell hey, me one more time. Baby, when we gon' slide? Slide. All right, all right, I'm not no DJ. I'm not no DJ. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Live from Anywhere Chat Show. I am your host, Sam. And we got another good episode today. I got a friend from high school with me today. Uh, I had a couple classes with the guy. Uh, it's my boy Charlie. How you doing, my guy? What's up, Sam? How you doing? I'm all right. 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 Just uh, striving and surviving, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You know, trying to navigate through this life situation. So yeah, that's yeah. what I got going on. Yeah. Uh, you still in Jersey? I am. I am still in Jersey. Still uh, around our, our old high school, same area. Yeah. Yeah. What's the weather like up there? Is it cold now? Is it starting to be cold? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last night it was like it was like a, a slight sleet rain, like a snow type rain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, today it's like forty two degrees. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm down here in North Carolina, and this was the first week of like winter like weather. We we had been having like 70 degree days until last week. And yesterday morning, it was like 26 degrees, and everybody was going hysterical. Like they were closing places and stuff like that. They're very, I guess the word would be soft down here. Like the moment they hear it's going to snow, they're closing schools, they're closing businesses. If they hear ice, it's like, I, yo. Hazard warning, hazard pay, all that good stuff. They don't put out salt trucks, nothing. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's wild out here. But um, word, 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 word. So I guess uh, to get right into this, I got some icebreakers, things of that nature. So um, my first question for you uh, is, like, would you rather sell all your possessions or sell one organ? What would you rather do? I would rather sell all of my possessions because, well, first off, I, I don't have many to begin with, and mm-hmm. I kind of live that minimalist lifestyle, but I, I feel like I would much rather sell all the possessions because you, you can just get them all back again, but you can't get Jordan. For sure. <laughs> That's not, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'd much rather have, like, the best possible outcome on, like, good optimal health as opposed to, like, missing, like, my television and my shoes and stuff like that. I could, I guess I could, I could pretty much live without that stuff, but like organs for sure. Not so yeah. good answer. Good answer. Um, next one, always eat burnt food or always eat undercooked food. I'm going to have to go with burnt food. That's, I feel like that's an easy one because undercooked food, you know, you could get sick or even yeah. sick and burnt food is just, you know, it, 
it might not be the healthiest or taste the best, but at least you won't get sick. That's again facts. I, oh my gosh, that water is crazy. Oh, um, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I definitely don't like burnt food, but like as an alternative to undercooked food, I'm not really much of a raw kind of food eater, so to speak. I have to be careful with my words on that one. Like I'll eat like sushi and shit, but like everything else, like nah, no raw meat. Like I have a really close friend, and he's very much into like eating like raw steak. Uh, drinking like raw eggs things of that nature he's very much like a nomad like he 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 lives a very primal life like he lives in his house like naked like he anytime he puts clothes on as if he's leaving he's got like one chair in his house one one plate one bowl one fork one spoon like he just if i don't need it i don't have it so it's like hey you gotta do bro like he style so it's kind of interesting Right. I mean, yeah, I, I got no problem eating eating raw fish. I mean, it, it's kind of normal to be uh, you know, fishing out in the ocean, specifically for like mahi and tuna. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, first mahi you catch, uh, you know, bring them on the boat, dispatch the fish, mm-hmm. and cut them up and just start putting wasabi on them and just start enjoying it. And honestly, that is the best type of food. I feel like it really connects you to you know, how, how we were before the civilization that we know today. Yeah, and uh, you know, I guess you would say it's like a like a, a a primal way of living. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not very much into fishing, but I've seen some of your photos. I take it you do, you fish. Uh, is that like? Do you what type of fishing do you do? Um, shit. Pretty much anything that has to do with the ocean. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll, sometimes we will go crabbing. Um, we won't really go offshore because you, you need a lot of money to go offshore. You need a mm-hmm. big gas tank. We don't really have that. So we kind of just got to work with what we have. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I used to, I did a little bit of lobster fishing when I was in high school. Every summer, me and a group of people would like go up to Maine and like do stuff up there. And I like learned how to lobster fish. And it was, it's a very lucrative like job or career you could get into. But like, I'm not really with being on water or out on water for a long time. It's just, yeah. just not for me, but like, it's, it's cool experience. Like I've always been into the outdoors and things like that. And like you said, like it does bring back like a sense of like primal, like instincts and stuff like that, but also like eating something or catching something and then having that as your meal. There's something about that connection between like something that's not artificial and like is existent in like, putting it together is like it's satisfying or gratifying i should say so yeah it makes a lot of sense when you were bringing up like the mahi and like adding some wasabi not a fan of wasabi that ain't for me i that that is too much you're missing out hey i probably am i'm not gonna lie i probably am um this next one is uh would you rather live in a world with no crimes or live in a world where there's no privacy that's an interesting one because we already live in a world with no privacy. The only type of privacy you're really going to get is inside your own home. Um, True. And a, a world with no crime, uh, I mean, with the experience that I have with other humans, I, I think that's just so, it's so unnatural and inhuman. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even like begin to understand the fact that, you know, if, if that was a possibility. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I hadn't really thought about like 
necessarily like the human to human interaction but that makes sense because like not everyone has your best interest at heart they come before people always think that you know they come before others do so like crime is something that is in our like you said in our society is kind of like inevitable like something or someone will be doing something to the disadvantage of someone else so like i'm i'm with you on that i think i think i'd rather live in a place where there is uh i guess i'd have to take the route of no privacy because like i could definitely live a life where like i don't have to hide anything so i just have to take an l with uh letting skeletons out of the closet and things of that nature but like at the same time like if i'm out of sight out of mind i'm not i don't need to hide anything if it's not relevant then there's really no pay, there's really no attention to it so i could avoid it that way right right i feel and i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you sometimes mm-hmm. are fun bro. <laughs> like, like, you know it sounds really weird and fucked up but like mm-hmm. it's like a, in jersey when they when they legalize weed you know, so yeah. you legalize it, it's like, you, you know, you're outside, you're smoking blunt, and it's just like, you're looking at it, and you're like, this ain't as fun as it used to be. Facts. You just have to sneak around and, like, yeah. worry about it, get all, you know, get all, all paranoid, and now he's mm-hmm. like, oh, we don't have to do that anymore. That's just like, yeah. where's the fun in that? My, I get you. Quality of life definitely changes. Like, having to, like, hotbox in your car or, like, hide the yeah. blunt under the steering wheel as you stop at a stoplight or something like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Or, like, I know, like, at one point in time, it was definitely one of those situations where it was like, dang, bro, we want to meet up at three, but it's still light outside. So we got to wait till it gets a little dark before we can park up at the park uh, behind a couple other cars or something like that. It's like, you, you're not wrong. Cause like, I definitely enjoyed that. Like the, the, the feeling or like the knowledge of not knowing necessarily what your next 10 minutes were going to be like, but at least I'm getting high. Like at least that, that yeah. much I know I'm doing that. And then if we got to duck off, we got to duck off, but like for sure, that's a good point. Um, this next one, uh, this is the last icebreaker I got is uh, if you didn't know how old you were, what age would you say you were? Mm, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think, I think I would have to say, I think I, I would probably think I'm around 22 to 23. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm 26 now. Yeah. Um, if you know, if, if I had to give you a, a reason for that, um, I would say ma- mainly just based off of appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little, you know, uh, well, not maybe. I mean, it's very obvious, but you know, a little bit of how I act. Yeah. Makes sense. I agree. I think I think I would probably put myself around that age, 23, 24, also by physical appearance, but also like not that like I'm like my mindset is like bad or anything, but like I guess I just I'm not like in a career or doing or like involved in specific relationships that are more seen to be had at like an older age. Like I'm not in a career where I've been there for five, six years or anything like that. So I have to carry myself in a specific way. I'm still very much in like the lower levels of like the job lifestyle. So like I'm still where most people in our society are with like entry level to like kind of tenured situation. So like, yeah, that's a good point. Cause like I'm also 26 and like I'm working with a lot of like 30 and 40 year olds as well. And they're doing the same job as me. So it's kind of like, I guess I can't really 
it's hard to like gauge my age off of where I should be if the job I'm doing or like the things I'm doing outside of work, other people at various ages are also doing. So I right. see what you mean. Right. And that's, that, that, you know, that, that has a lot to do with it is uh, trying to expect where you're supposed to be at in life at your age and trying to have everything figured out for yourself. Yeah. And which we're, we're really not supposed to be expected to have everything together or figured yeah. out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're 26 or 36 or 46, you know, you're going to, I mean, honestly, to, to me, it seems like you're just going to, everyone goes through life when there's always something that you have to still either figure out mm -hmm. or get together or just, you know, kind of work on yourself or just something. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to start with relationships because I sometimes post relationship like questions on my Instagram just to see what people say, because some people have some very interesting perspectives on them. So um, my first one is it's a statement. Um, granted, most of these will be said more or less from a guy's point of view um, and not like a, a neutral point. But um, the first one is uh, a, a man's loyalty is tested when he has everything and a woman's loyalty is tested when a, ha a man has nothing. How do you feel about that statement? Um, yeah, I, 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 ha I had a really good answer yesterday. And I honestly, I, I just, I, it just escaped me. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what I can say is I like to look at it in a neutral standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, because if you're going to be into, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, it, it should be trying your hardest no matter what. And, you know, how you're taking your standpoint, uh, I feel like, you know, both people should take it as seriously as possible. Um, mm -hmm. I understand, I, I understand both, both standpoints. Um, yeah. But it's just, oh man, I don't know, like. It's just it's it's a tough one to think about because you can you can consider so so many standpoints that yeah um you know a, a man could have uh, money cars a place to live mm -hmm. and he could not be emotionally there right or you know somebody could have almost nothing live with their parents still trying to figure life out but mm -hmm. be emotionally there so it, it's it's really up to the people that are in the relationship on how they're going to come together. Uh, understand each other and say, okay, you know, this is what I expect out of it. This is how I'm going to work towards it. And, mm -hmm. you know, having a bottom line would be really helpful for both people. Uh, you know, in that aspect, saying like, you know, I, I may treat you this way. I may do these things that you don't like, but the bottom line is like, uh, I'm here, you know, I'm going to stay in it and we're going to work together for it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That statement to me is like, it's a hard one for me to agree with because, you know, whether you have a phys physical things or not, like that doesn't dictate the, what's the word? It doesn't dictate like the quality of life you and the partner will share together going forward. And like you said, like if you're giving your best effort, you know what I'm saying? The things that you do have or bring to the table will personify those things, but it doesn't necessarily make someone more, or it doesn't have to necessarily make someone more or less loyal. It's more of like, a, if I, if you're doing the right things and you're being intentional about those right things, like the rest of that stuff kind of just, it, it will be hand in hand. It should go uh, full circle, so to speak. Um, 
Uh, but that's that's more or less how I see it. I don't uh, I don't necessarily agree that if you have something, you don't have something that will directly influence how long someone wants to stay by your side or anything of that nature. But that's right. just me. And people, people, you know, people will go through tough times, and everybody will treat treat it differently. Um, so it, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's really hard to make a certain point on a broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. Yeah. Word. This next one um, has to do with uh, the amount of people someone is with before they uh, get married or, and, or decide that they want to spend a lifetime with somebody. So uh, generally speaking, does the amount of, uh, bodies that a per, uh, uh, someone has had sex with or people that someone has had a sex with, does that uh, dictate what their personality will be like when you guys are in your relationship long-term? Um, I, I personally don't think it'll dictate the personality in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, feel like, I feel like however you want to carry yourself is how you're going to carry yourself no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the bottom line to that is no matter who, no, no matter who guy, I'm sorry, no matter what guy is in the relationship, every single person, oh, all right, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say every single guy because you know, everybody's different. Most of the men will take a, you know, will ask women, oh, how, how many bodies do you have? And if she says mm-hmm. a high number, that's considered high to him. Let's just say 15. Yeah. Um, that, that's going to make the, the man think, well, that's just unattractive, you know. Like, yeah, what is mm-hmm. she, what, what, if I do something wrong, and you're so used to being with other people, and I, I make one mistake, now I'm going to start thinking that you know you're you're going to automatically you know caring more about other people and try to spend time with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I don't think that the amount of people really matters. For me, it's more of like the thought behind it uh granted though like usually a lot of the relationships that i get into like for me what your game plan is is important to me um and so like with the question for me it would be more of like a well if you did have x amount of people that you were with before me why in that in the time frame that you were running through these bodies why were you running through so many of them and now that's a different answer for everyone but for me uh if it's one of those things where it's like well i just wanted to be able i just wanted to do this because i had the freedom to do it uh and that's why the number is what the number is for me that's just one of those things where it's like okay so you made those choices word, word, word going forward. Will those habits come back or, or do, are those habits still existing? And again, those questions and those, that perspective is something that's very subjective to the person. But like, for me, it's just like, we're people of habit by nature. So if you're no longer doing those habits, if you haven't been sleeping around for X amount of time, then that tells me, okay, then you, you have discipline or commitment. Like you're not willing to just do it for the sake of doing it. Cause like having the freedom to just do something and then using that as a justification for why you made your decisions is kind of a weak one in my opinion, because I need some validation. I need, I want to trust you. So like, why should I trust you? Not, 
on any of that stuff. Cause like, it's the same thing with like money. If someone makes a lot of money, but they spend a lot of money, it's kind of like, all right, well, why do you spend a lot of money? I don't have a problem that you spend the money, but why are you just buying frivolous things or are you investing in something? Are you buying things that you need? Or are you buying things for a lavish lifestyle? But that's just how I look at it. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to miss out on opportunities that I could have uh, because of an impulsive decision. But again, like that's different for everybody. I've lived a rather not conservative life, but I've lived a very cautious life um, just because I didn't want to be in a situation where I had a child uh, due to a one night stand or I made a poor decision and I have a disease or anything of that nature. Or like I have a very distraught, broken heart because I invested too much time with too many of the wrong people and things of that nature, but that's, a, that's where I stand with it. Right. So. I, totally, I, I totally agree. and understand where you're coming from. Um, when you said uh, that you lived a very cautious life, I, I lived a very, very risky life. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I take, I take a risk every day. It doesn't matter if it's driving down the road or yeah. how I, how I interact with other people. And you know, th- those risks come with very little reward and, you know, they, they've had, they have seriously impacted my life. And uh, it's, it's definitely a tough one to get around. Yeah. Uh, you know, just based off of the uh, relationship values. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this next one is, um, has to do with, you know, smashing. Uh, do you think that, uh, or do you feel that uh, if you don't have an emotional attach- attachment with someone while you're having sex, that means that the sex is trash or it isn't good? Um, no, I, I, I don't feel that way. I, mm-hmm. I believe people you know, hook up all the time and I feel like yeah. people you know, have great sex all the time with no emotions attached. Um, but, you know, as humans, I feel, I feel as though it is very easy to have... A, a sexual relationship and in some way or form get attached yeah uh, you know to that person mm-hmm. this one um it, it it's from a guy's perspective but at the same time it's more of like a uh it's a neutral i i tried to phrase it as neutral as i could so it's um is it more acceptable for women to be emotionally irresponsible or for men to sleep around uh, in my personal opinion, it's it's not acceptable for either. Mm-hmm. I I have I've been guilty of of not not sleeping around. I I, I honestly have never done that in a relationship, mm-hmm. but I, I have entertained women, other women, and I was also emotionally not there for, I would say most of the relationship, and uh, yeah, it makes me feel very terrible, and I just it, it, you know. It, it, it fucks with me because it's like, you know, I, 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 for the last couple of years, I just, I could not get my shit together. And it just makes mm-hmm. me feel like, uh, makes me feel, you know, very, very in, uh, unconfident in myself. Like, ah. like how, how could I, how, how could I say all these things and truly mean it, but then mm-hmm. continue to do what I was doing? It's yes. just, it's very, it's very, very demeaning to myself. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think if that I, I agree a hundred percent. I think very much like the way I think <clears throat> and I, in the thoughts that I have bringing that into a relationship is something that's like super important. Cause if I'm not 
thinking clearly and doing what I think is intentionally best for me, then I'm already sabotaging the relationship that I have with someone else because I'm not giving them the best I could. So they're only getting what I'm giving them. And that could be poor. That could be very poor communication. It could be poor effort uh, showing up for things or being, you know, emotionally available, so to speak, to meet the needs that that other person has things of that nature sleeping around is sleeping around that, that, that always just be what it is. Um, yeah. But again, like having the, the decency or the consideration for like the other person uh, that you're investing time into or energy into is like, that takes the cake in my opinion. Right. So. Right. You're, and you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, you know, this, this past relationship that I've had, I, I'm, I'm confident that she will see this and she will, well, I fucking hope to God she hears it, but, um, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's very tough to, to feel poorly about yourself and then, you know, try to try to get your shit together and not be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then kind of just look at yourself like, Oh my God, you know, am I going to be able to do this with, with other people? Um, I, I just, I think it's very important for, for whoever's going to be listening to this to understand that people have to grow, you know, we're not expected yeah. to have everything together. And if, if you are, if you do mean what you say, the bottom line should be that you're always going to be there and, and always try to, you know, not only work on yourself, but, but mm -hmm. try to, you know, try to be there for the other person and, right. and, and, and really put into action with, with what you're saying. Um, so in terms of the question this you know, not, neither sleeping around or being emotionally available in the relationship is ever going to be acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It definitely falls on both genders or both people involved. It's not a, not a <clears throat> man or woman thing. Um, the, I got this question from a, a YouTube channel that asks um, both men and women these questions uh, to get answers out of them that they may not have thought about before. But like, it's <clears throat> like we've both said, like, it, it's very much, it's, it's kind of bigger than that. It's, it's very much, a, there's a wider perspective that you should be looking at. Cause a lot of that stuff, like it will transcend you if you have offspring or people that will carry on whatever it is that you put together, whether it's a career or a job or a brand or anything like that. Uh, so word, I'm glad Glad we uh, are kind of pretty much on the same page with that one. Mm -hmm. um, now into some life stuff. I know we were talking, you wanted to talk a little bit about um, navigating through life and not having everything together um, at 26. So before I guess I uh, ask any uh, of the questions I have, um, I guess what, what have you been doing or what are you currently doing to like better navigate through life and get the things that you want or like get to the goals that you set for yourself um so okay this is for, for me for me this is hard to explain because there mm -hmm. is there's over there's over 15 years that go into it and you know it, I, i've been alive for what's considered to be a short time um it's hard to put everything in a very simple manner uh but if i were to it, it would be that when I was younger, especially in uh, specifically starting in like first grade, that's mm -hmm. oh no, in kindergarten, I remember my very first negative experience 
that stuck with me until now. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, uh, it was basically this, this, this girl that was in the, in the kindergarten class was like stealing little toys. And I went and told on her and the teacher looked at me and said, she can do whatever she wants just cause she's taking it. You know, it doesn't mean anything bad. And I'm like, I just look at her. I'm like, what, what? And then from then, um, I'm not blaming that, but from then I just, I just been very hateful and then how I treat other people and my classmates. And, uh, it got mm-hmm. so bad to a point in elementary school where I was being such a bully that the school had put me in therapy. And although it didn't relieve it uh, of my actions, um, I continued to be that way all the way up into, into middle school. Mm-hmm. And then right, right around eighth grade is when I stopped completely getting in uh, trouble at school, like detentions and suspensions and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, so that was like the very first progress that I have made uh, in both interactions with people and interactions with my teacher uh, and just in my general life and home life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then into high school, um, it had almost completely stopped, except for there were still times when I was finding enjoyment in making other people upset. And um you know, and it has still continued all through high school. Uh, I had, I gotten in trouble twice in high school with the police. Uh, the first time I, um, I got caught smoking weed with my buddies at my previous elementary school. And mm-hmm. that time they had also put me in, in therapy again, but that was for, that was a court ordered thing. Um, and I, you know, I, I was, I was able to talk to him, tell him about my life experiences, how I was acting, how I was being very hateful. And, I did gain some good uh, insight out of that. And just a a couple months later, maybe like four or five months later, I just, I fell straight back into it and got in trouble for seven first degree felonies. And uh, that was a, that was a huge risk that I took. And I I didn't really understand what I was doing. It was Mm -hmm. the stupidest thing that I had ever done in my life. Uh, It had brought me to a very new low. um, And then, you know, from, from there on out, it was like, all right, you know, I need to get my shit together. So I, I ended up beating the case and my social interactions at work. Cause that's when I had first gotten my, got my first job, uh, mm-hmm. all my social interactions at work, uh, my home life and basically everywhere else, uh, were, were all pro- uh, progressing. I wasn't finding enjoyment in angering other people, starting arguments, um, you know, just stuff like that. And, uh, and until recently, you know, right at the end of this relationship that I just had at like probably started getting bad like eight months ago, um, it, it started really, really coming out again. And it's just it's just incredibly difficult to live your whole life being being hateful and trying to, trying your best to just try to take a second and think about what you're about to say, thinking about other mm-hmm. people's feelings and just trying to find a way to um just to try and find a way to, to uh, remediate that and then at the same time i can sit here and say oh you know i've been making great progress i can give you great examples but even even past two three four years ago i was i was still being hateful towards the people closest to me uh not even at people like like i i wasn't doing it at work or people who were just like friends and friends of friends but mm-hmm. it was like back in my home life, uh, the 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 woman that I, I was in a relationship with, they were just they were still getting the same treatment, and it didn't really open up my eyes until I had 
got gotten to a, a brand new low in my life and yeah. I finally decided, you know what, like it, it's time that I, I start seeking outside help. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just want to be, I just want to be the man that I am and mm-hmm. not that I was. Uh, yeah. so, you know, I've recently started therapy for that. Um, okay. And, uh, Word. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like you, you, you start, you start realizing all these faults in yourself and, uh, you start listening to these YouTube channels that, you know, they, you know, they talk about life and how to control your temper, um, you know, where, you know, not expecting to be where you're at in your, in your life, uh, you know, if you're 26, 36, 46, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, it, it seems like that, it seems like everybody is, has their own problems. Um, you know, it's nothing to get really super sad about, but you just, mm-hmm. you just gotta chill out and get your shit together. And, um, unfortunately for me, it's just, it's just very, very hard. And like I said earlier, it's very demeaning to myself when I, I say these, uh, very loving things to, you know, my, my ex and, and then like, you know, not even two hours later or even 30 minutes later, I'm, I'm trying to like say something hurtful just to try mm-hmm. to make myself feel better. Because at that point I had already given up on trying. And then as soon as I say it two minutes later, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck am I actually doing? How, the, how the fuck did I even get here? And right. why am I continuing to do this? Like, it's just very, it's just, it's just very demeaning and, and something very hard to, to get through. Mm-hmm. Nah, those <clears throat> those are good uh good points that you brought up. Um, it's interest it's interesting to hear uh you say uh how uh not turbulent but how tumultuous your life has been up to this point and um just the reflection that you've been going through uh through therapy and like looking back at like past interactions with people and things of that nature. Um, it's always a good thing when you're able to look back at those things and see where things could have been different or been uh, better uh, looked at. Uh, so that's a, uh, I mean, I mean, more power to you, man, for figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's something small or big, like more power to you. Cause there's a lot of people out here that don't, they don't do that. They, they realize that there's mistakes being made on their behalf, but they kind of just like, all right, well, I'm going to just keep going. Like, if it gets better, it gets better and not actively try to get better at those things. So word, right, right. word, word. Right. It's, it's, it's all about just, it's all about just sitting yourself down, being real with yourself, being real with mm-hmm. the person that, you know, you're hurting and, and just saying, Hey, listen, you know, I know, I know that we've been through a lot. I know that I've been very hateful, but I do seriously have a bottom line for, for mm-hmm. you know, not only us, but myself and, you know, we just—I just gotta get through it. You gotta, you just gotta chill out and get your shit together. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. Um, so th- that being said, like, um, outside of high school, I guess, uh, what like, other, it doesn't have to be negative, but like, what, 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 like, what big life events have uh have uh transpired with you? Like, I know for me, like, I've moved. That was a really big thing. I didn't think I'd be leaving Jersey when I left, but I ended up leaving. I stopped going to school once I moved um, and things of that nature. That definitely put like a, a wrench in a lot of like the momentum I had with like doing things um, in the future. Um, took a lot. 
I, not that it took a lot, but like it just took a very big emotional toll on me, things of that nature. Um, watching my sister go to school, uh, not not a bad thing, but just seeing you know siblings doing things outside of like the home life. Um, given that she's my younger sister, you just I was never privy or like was not not ready for it. But just seeing her doing her or living an adult life is just like ah. Never really thought about it until it happened. But like, yeah, she's living her adult life and doing what she's doing um, in her own way, navigating it her own way and things of that nature. Right, right. Um, so uh, it, it's, 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 hard, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to be me and mm-hmm. think about the good things that I have done because – well, there's, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have really have a reason of why I can't think of any, but mm-hmm. I know that there, there has been uh you know, great things that I have done and, and big changes in my life. And I would say, you know, I, w- I would, I would have to say the, the, some of the big things in my life would be after getting in trouble um, and, and ultimately beating the case is when I mm-hmm. decided, you know what, this is a moment where I got to get my shit together at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I was con- consistently working. Uh, I remember I, I worked at uh, TGI Fridays in Mount Laurel mm-hmm. and I was doing, I, I remember I worked for three months straight every day, Sun- Saturday, Sunday, I did doubles and that happened for three months. I was just, I was on the grind, uh, just focusing on that. And then after I left there, went to another job, uh, started getting into school, went for mechanical engineering. Uh, I did the first semester and ended up I ended up dropping out of that uh, mm-hmm. because they wanted me to retake all my preliminary classes and I was just I was just not trying to do that I was just trying to go to work so yeah. so I, I went to the other building and found CNC machining and programming uh, I went took classes there uh, while I was doing that I also went for my my uh, welding certificate I got that uh, got a welding got a welding job um, stayed there for about nine months. And then after that, I, I went on to work at a, uh, a fishing yacht manufacturer as a machinist. Um, it's called, it's called Viking yachts. And okay. I, I made, I can proudly say that I have made parts in the engine room that are on Michael Jordan's yacht. Word. That's big. Yeah, That's big. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But, uh, you know, I, I, uh, other than that, you know, I, I haven't had any other big life changes. You know, I've, I'm still here at home. Um, yeah. I've been I've been working so hard that I I am able to get the cars that I want. Uh, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very very much in the cars, very much in the car scene. I used to spend a lot of time in Philly. Um, yeah. And you know, I can I could probably say that I I years ago I still told myself, you know what, I'm gonna work at Viking, and I'm gonna buy. I'm going to buy a, a Dodge Cummins and I'm going to buy an Audi. And I did all three of those in probably like all together in like a year and a half. I, I bought mm-hmm. the Dodge, paid it off, sold it, and then immediately bought the Audi. And, and now I have the Audi. So, you know, yeah. al- although, although it's not a lot, but it's very deep in meaning to me and myself. Yeah, I think and I think like to your your earlier statement saying that you feel like there's not a lot of like good things. I think like the those good things that you're mentioning, I think they over I think they overtake all of the negative things that have happened in the past only because like 
that's where you're at today. Like, regardless of what has happened, where you're at now and the way people are seeing you now and the things that you have to show are like, that's, that's what's important. It's not really like a, let's gauge my, let's gauge myself on what I was doing and what I had had. It's now what I do have and how I got there, because that only means that like going forward into the future, if I can achieve this already, then that means that there's so many more things that I could, I can obtain if I continue to stick with the a formula that's working for me. And that's big because like, there are not a lot of people that are in that mind state. It takes a very long time for people to reach that type of discipline within themselves to get there. But also like um, something I've been <clears throat> like learning and working on, like for myself is that like anything that like could have happened or would have happened didn't because it didn't happen. So like, there's, there is no like if ands or buts about it, because if it were going to happen, then it would have. So there's going forward. It's not about like the, what could or what will happen. It's the, what is going to happen because of what I am doing um, and things of that nature. So, I mean, like, again, like the fact that you're working somewhere you, you, you planned and anticipated to work and you're getting and doing the things that you wanted, even though like, you're just now there. It's like, and so what I could, I got it though. Like whether I got it at 24 or I got it at 55, I got it. Right. 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 Does that, but then at the same time, it's like, I, I really don't care what you have because what you have isn't what I want. So you're, you're already like, you're already at an advantageous like point because you figured it out. And I think like, that's one of like life's biggest or like hardest things to figure out is like, getting to it and then doing it because once you get to it and you do it the rest is pretty much history like it, it, it's written in your you know your life i don't know what the word like your life fabric that like you achieved it and now it, you just continue to achieve so it's really good insight really like good perspective that you have uh based on the things that you you've gone through and things of that nature because like it means something at the end right. of the day so <clears throat> that's awesome that's awesome um given that you're where you like where you're at like how is it how are you navigating like your future steps and things of that nature like how are you how are you planning and putting together what's next um that man that, that's a tough one because i am i i am sort of coming out of another low in my journey of life. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, man, I've, I, I, I really, I really don't know, but what I have been thinking about is making another complete career change. I've been mm -hmm. thinking about either going somewhere else to another workplace of work only, only if it's for a couple of years to uh, get my CDL and become a, uh, an owner operator. Mm -hmm. The only reason why is I, I've been thinking about that is because I know, I know a bunch of owner operators who are bringing in $150,000 a year yeah. and they're, they're doing loads like twice a week. So it's like, damn dude, like, you're going to like, they're, they're all talking about buying more trucks, wanting to get more people. So it's just, it's just adding fuel to the fire. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. So w w one of the things that I would, appreciate right now in my life is more money uh mostly to not only get out of my parents house but to afford the cars that i really want yeah and uh 
it's, you know, I, I've been at this company now for three years. I'm just now starting to really understand all aspects of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to make less and less mistakes. Um, I quit smoking weed. So it's making me think clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all, it's all, you're just constantly changing and it's very hard to, you know, sit down and be like, okay, well, I've done all these things, but am I truly happy? Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I would, I would have to say my next step is, is in all, you know, in a general idea, just more money. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm very much like in a place right now where like, I'm still trying to figure out what the right career path should be because I've worked a multitude of different jobs and like that's a great thing because like I have a bunch of skills that can be applied in a lot of different places but like trying to just focus on that one thing and sucking up the fact that it may be mediocre for three four years but in the long run it won't be mediocre anymore because it'll be fulfilling is like that's just a really big challenge for me um and that's just that's a reflection on like the past life I've had, like I've moved a lot when I was younger. So I never really had the opportunity to kind of just like sit down and like focus, not necessarily focus, but like stay in one thing without having to worry about being pulled out or moved to a different location or being undervalued for all of the extra work that I'm doing and things of that nature. But what I've learned is like, if you learn a skill, and you become proficient at that skill, there's nothing wrong with leaving to go learn another skill and be a beginner somewhere else. Because once you learn more than one thing, people will eventually come to you for the services that you can provide. And then that just leads to a wealth of revenue, incomes, um, opportunities to just live uh, a more, like I said, fulfilling life and things of that nature. So like you going through the saying that you want to go through another career change is like, it just, to me that the more the older I get, it just makes more sense. Why would right. you, why stick to one career that could potentially have a lot of money or go into a bunch of careers that yield me a lot more money because I can multiply that by 10 because I now know I can look for people who have the same skill set that I do and I can hire them to do that job or whatever. And then I could go learn another skill. And once I become proficient at that, look for someone who may be able to do that better than I do, and then give that to them and then continue to build a foundation around that kind of thing. But like, that's the mindset that I've been in. And when you mentioned that, it reminded me of that kind of perspective that I'm trying to put myself in, uh, at least currently. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, to- I totally get it. And I, th- I think for me personally, it's more of being obsessed with the fact of being a renaissance man, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, in, in the sense of, of being able to be skillful and impactful at, at, at everything that is pertaining to your everyday life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense when you become proficient at doing the things for yourself that need to get done eventually, like it's inevitable that you'll be able to do the things that you want to do and not have to worry about having to make the decisions of needs because they're already met. So right, exactly. That's like, Hey man, it's, this is deep stuff, deep stuff, deep stuff. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, this back half, um, my last question on life is like, if happiness were a currency, what would you be doing to make you the most happy? 
Um, in order for that to be possible for me, nothing in this world is free. Everything costs mm-hmm. money. So money would mm-hmm. also have to not be a factor. And if it wasn't, I would, I would buy a, just like a, like a three bay garage or a shop or pole barn or just something with car lifts and, and uh, fabricating mm-hmm. equipment. And I would be, I would be producing uh, street cars, you know, just making, yeah. just giving out cheat codes, you know, saying, okay, this brand new single cab short bed, four by four F-150 with a coyote motor, put yeah. a fucking Whipple supercharger on it. You're running nines, you know, like <laughs> yeah. simple, mm-hmm. you know, simple shit. Mm-hmm. And um, just being able to, if currency was a happiness, I, 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 I really, I really want to be looked at as being proficient in something and just, just getting, just getting a kind of recognition that will, continue you to push forward and, and feel proud to wake up every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I work uh, in the car, the automotive industry right now, and I'm not, I'm not super into cars myself, but I work with a lot of people that are into big trucks and like old time cars and things of that nature. And a lot of them say a lot of the same stuff that you've been saying, like, well, I have these skills and I make more outside of work doing what I love as opposed to me coming in this nine to five job. But like I'm trying to save so that I can have a space where I can do that. That way I'm not working by someone else's clock in time. I don't have to clock in and clock out. I don't have to take this lunch when they want me to take my lunch and I can take my lunch as long as I want to. Um, so it's interesting because a lot of people share that same uh, sentiment of, you know, building something that they can give out to others. And like you said, like your eye for adding engines, doing design, exterior, interior, all of that kind of stuff. It just makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense uh, for that to be something that would, if it were a currency, um, that would be something that would bring you the most um, fulfillment and revenue. Um, I'm with you on that. I don't necessarily have, some, I do have something in mind, but mine is more of like a, I'm, I, I'm very much a social guy in the sense that I love to have conversations with people, deep conversations, things of that nature. So that's where like my fulfillment comes from. But uh, that being said, the difficult thing for me is that not everybody wants to talk. Not everybody wants to express what they want, what I would like them to express for the sake of conversation. But like, I take a lot of pride in having conversations with people and finding a middle ground or just understanding where they're coming from. It, it just feels really good to just have that connection with people that they may not have with other people or that they're just interested in having. So that's what's up. That's what's right, up. Right. That's what's up. And I think, I think the big thing on, on what you were ending on is, uh, is people, people just got to be real with themselves. They, they have to yeah. sit down and just, they just have to be real with themselves because mo- most people, most people are stuck and they're scared of even thinking about mm-hmm. trying to figure it out because they don't even know where to begin. Yeah. And, um, and to, to, uh, to go back on what you were saying about your coworkers, um, on why, you know, why, why work for somebody else on their time? You know, I totally agree with that. Why, why make a dollar when you could make 10 on that dollar? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, just, just cut the middleman out and, and be financially free. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, the, that's the key right there. That's the key. Um, and like yeah. you said, like, it's not it, like I've learned, like, it's not necessarily about like 
what can I do? It's when are you going to do it? You can, yeah. you can, you could start anywhere. Really. You don't have to start at the beginning, start at the middle, figure out how, like write down the money that you would be paying to do whatever it is to get what you want. And then from there build up. And then eventually that stuff will come. Like I know one thing that um, I, uh, I have written on my door uh, that I look at every day before I, I leave my leave for work is uh, that one, I'm not obligated to be the same person I was five minutes ago. Um, but also that um, everything that I want is out there. It's just waiting for me to get to it. Right. There's no, there's nothing out there that hasn't already been created or already been made or thought of. It's just a matter of getting to it. And then once you get to it, <clears throat> it's there. Like you said, the, it, like, I'm making this for myself. I don't have to have a middleman for it because it's already out there. Why, <clears throat> why do this here when I could do it here? That's like, and that's pretty much where my basis is with my podcast right now. I've been <clears throat> sitting on it for four years doing nothing with it because I didn't want to take the risk. I didn't want to jump. I just didn't want to be out there for <clears throat> whatever criticism was there, but it was like, the people who want to hear what I want to hear are out there or the people that will take time to listen to five minutes of a 30 minutes episode are out there. I just got to put it out there. And eventually someone's going to listen to it. Someone will hear it. Something will happen like good or bad, but like nothing is going to happen if nothing is done. So like you got to just do it. There is no when there is no perfect time other than like right then and there. So, right. Right, right. And that's, 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 that's where people, a lot of people get uh, caught up in mm -hmm. just, you know, the scared, you know, being scared and, and uh, not willing to take that risk of, of security. So <clears throat> that's all the uh, life questions I have. So this back half is just like under over. So I'll name some things that are overrated, underrated. Um, and you'll just, you know, say how you feel. Um, I added some stuff, took some stuff away, but um, we'll start with <clears throat> big trucks. Underrated, overrated. Ooh, that's a good one. Def definitely depends on what big truck uh, you're trying to talk about. If it's so, a big let me, rig. Mm -hmm, okay, good. I was just going to say, so yeah, we'll, we'll go with big rigs. I was going to, yeah, big rigs. All right, so I would say underrated. No matter how the economy is, there's mm -hmm. there are jobs out there. There are people trying to fill positions in today, in the next hour. You know, people, people stuff products have to be moved around. Whether it's mm -hmm. a box of water or a fucking cat scanning machine for a hospital. You know, the, the shit has to go somewhere. So I I would say definitely underrated for big rigs, uh, only in the sense that it could be very fulfilling and and providing to your life. Yes. For sure. For sure. I'm with you on that. Um, <clears throat> um, on the same line as, uh, oh my gosh, of big trucks, um, <clears throat> Chevy trucks. <laughs> Chevy Underrated, trucks. overrated. Oh, fucking overrated, man. Chevy, what the hell? If you got a gas or Chevy that's on six inches on 37 inch tires, you know, dri driving it around is cool mm -hmm. for about a year. Cause you can, you can kind of boss people out of the way and be like, Oh, you're, you're definitely not going to try uh break, you know, for, uh, doing a traffic violation just so you can get in front of me. Like I'm going to put my truck in front of you and you see my truck, you, you, you're not going to try it. So definitely right. for the first year, 
underrated. After that, get rid of it, man. It's there's no purpose to it. Word, word. What about Fords? Fords, man. I would. I think I'm gonna have to say the same thing because yeah, you know, being so involved with vehicles in the automotive industry, mm-hmm. um, and just like you know tinkering around with the vehicles for as long as I've had a license, I mm. think we can all come to an understanding that all vehicles are pieces of shit. <laughs> they break for sure. They're not reliable. They don't mm-hmm. ever do what you fucking wanted to do. They're just shit. Like working on them, it's shit. But uh, Ford's definitely definitely overrated yeah yeah i'm with you on that i've um <clears throat> i've been uh looking for some vehicles uh, in the past couple months and like one thing a lot of people always say is like bro if you're looking for a truck stay as far away as you can from fords they're like bottom tier don't don't do it don't mm. even think about it um <clears throat> that doesn't necessarily speak to your point but like ford for some reason has been getting a lot of negative or gets a lot of negative connotation from like the people I work with. Again, I'm not really into cars, models and things like that. So like, to me, it's like, I know the brands, I know what kind of cars they, that brand may make, but like, I can't quantify the quality of it compared to others. So. Right. My, my, my advice to you for looking for, are you looking for a truck or, or car? I'm looking for a car. Looking for a car. Okay. I would definitely, you, you'll never go wrong with Hondas. Right, the new Honda right, Accords, right. they're quick. They could be tuned to be even faster. Yeah. Um, the the Civics are nice. Uh, the uh, Toyota Toyotas are good. Definitely mm-hmm. stay away from Kias. Stay yeah, away that's from what I've those, been hearing. Stay away from those um, those Hyundais. Stay away from the uh, the damn three ninety two Scat Packs. You know, although although oh my is, gosh, <laughs> yeah. Although although it is they're fun vehicles. They mm-hmm. go very fast. It's an easy vehicle to buy for like fifty thousand dollars and do one hundred seventy miles an hour down the down the you know the highway. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just it's it's just not it, man. It's just not it. Nah, I'm with you on that. We get we get a lot of in the past two months. We've seen a lot of scat packs come through our inspection center, and there's a mo- like it's just they're just riddled with issues. Whether it's like the internal engine messed up or like the diagnostic system is screwed, the brakes are screwed, or people don't use the clutch the right way and it's fucked. Like it's oh, yeah. just a mess. Yeah, a it's mess. People, people buying with their 300 credit score stop payments and then they go over to street takeovers and they just, you know, rev it out. They just rev the piss out of the motor and then mm-hmm. they go trade it in. And now you got a car that's got a bunch of fucking issues. Yeah. 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 That's great point. Great point. Great point. Cause it's, 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 it was outstanding to me when I saw it. Same with, um, BMWs, um, and, oh, man, uh, yeah. mini Coopers. I really didn't think about it, but like, as I started seeing more of them come in, all the people that would work in like the breaking tire area are like, bro, this car has been giving me problems for three days, bro. I can't figure it out. I fix one thing, something else breaks. I move this over here. I can't fit this in there. And it's like, well, what's the problem? It's like, they're just shit. These cars are just shit. They just put them together and they look <laughs> nice on the outside, but the inside is just, they're not meant for long term, bro. They're just, yeah. nah, bro. Not it, bro. Yeah. yeah you, if you're, if, if you're looking for a BMW, the only one that I would recommend is a 340i M Sport. Those mm. fuckers are so fast, bro. They are, they're, they're one of the quickest cars you can buy 
and throw a tune on it or a big turbo. And mm-hmm. just like those four trucks, you're doing nine seconds, man, on the street. But yeah. if you're going to buy a BMW, you better be prepared to have another $50,000 yep. mm-hmm. set aside just so you can fix it and make yeah. it long-term reliable. Yep. Yep. That's, yo, dog, I uh, found that out with uh, Porsches. We don't get a lot of Porsches on the lot, but when we do get them, they sit on the lot for like a year. Cause it takes forever to get extra keys for them. And then you got to like, they'll be like, yo, the steering wheel, bro. It's got a specific size steering wheel, bro. Like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> or it'll be like, yeah, yeah. it's got 60,000 miles on it. And it'll be like, yeah, bro, but we can't find the optimal tires. Cause everything is stock. And it'll be like, we're looking for the stock part of this, but they put in a brand new transmission that really shouldn't even be in here. So like, where are we supposed to get this from, bro? Like they don't make this anymore. They don't make it like they used to. Like, what do I don't understand, but granted, all I do is move cars. So like, that isn't my problem, but I know that those cars give people headaches and it's, it's, it's crazy to me. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's one of my, I'm going to be honest. This is one of my dream cars, a a Porsche GT3 RS or GT2 RS, just something, something GT RS, just one Mm -hmm. one of those. And Mm -hmm. I would, if I made enough money, I would do everything in my power to break out another thousand for that car. And I have two friends that, that work at Carvana and mm-hmm. they, they, they do what you do. They, they, uh, they, you know, move cars around the lot yeah. and they send they send me videos all the time of people taking the, the Dodge, uh, the, the Durango SRTs mm-hmm. and doing boosted launches in the fucking lot with them. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. So I, I work at Carvana as well. And that's definitely something people do. I've oh, done yeah, it. A, yeah, I've I've uh I de- I've done it maybe like one or two times because I was like I'm never gonna actually be in this car on the road for leisure. So let me just hop in this. And it might have been it was a I think it might have been like a 2017 like 911 or something like that. And yeah. I was just like, bro, I gotta floor this. I have to. I just gotta feel something, bro. And I tell you, <laughs> yeah. I was, bro. I felt, I felt that shit. I ain't got no hair on my head, but I felt the the wind in my hair with that bitch. Like it was yeah. different. <laughs> Oh yeah. But um word, word, word. Uh this next one I have is uh surgically modified body parts. Underrated, overrated. And when I say that, yeah, I'm talking BBLs, I'm talking tummy tucks, <laughs> nose jobs, underrated, overrated. Me personally, that that shit is overrated. I mean, if you if you got a cleft lip, hell yeah, that's that's uh that's underrated. But mm-hmm. if you feel like you need a bigger ass or bigger tits, just put 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 your bank account away. All right, <laughs> close, close your eyes, yeah. turn around, and take a nap. Okay, because to me, to me, that's just it's just not attractive. I mean, you know, guys like natural women, and if you don't got it, it's that doesn't it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts definitely doesn't make or break you if you don't have some large or like better looking body parts i i i can attest right. to that i know i know a couple women that have gone to get some work done and came back and been like yeah so like you're more into it now right and it was like more into what you or the body part like you are yeah. you're the same person regardless like but the body part i mean like i wasn't really looking before but like now i have to kind of see it more than normal so i mean like it's kind of taken away from my quality of life but hey i'm right. not saying you made a mistake uh but like i've also just 
seen some women that have just had like it's become inconvenient for them at the cost of like wanting to get the looks or wanting to be more satisfied like i know for a fact i've seen within the past year a lot of women go back in to get breast implants removed because they realize like it didn't make me feel as well as i thought it was going to do i feel much better just being myself and i was like you came to that conclusion a whole year later it took you a whole year to figure that out like damn like exactly like if you're if if you're a woman and, and you're you're trying to get these surgeries what statement are you really trying to make? Are you trying to feel better about yourself Mm -hmm. or are you trying to look more attractive to, to other women or other men? You know, it's really, it's, I feel like it's just a plead of your self insecurities and, and just not being real with yourself. Yeah. That's facts. That's facts. I know one guy that's gotten work done and he got an enlargement and he told me he was disappointed because he was kind of like, I started showing up and women weren't really like as infatuated as I thought they were going to be. And I was like, did you like, how, why would they be interested in something they weren't aware of until you got to the point in time where you decided to pull your pants down? And he was just like, (laughs) I was just expecting them to go like, Oh wow. Or something. And I was like, but again, like if they didn't know you had it, why would you expect them to just be surprised by it? And he was like, I guess you're right. If they didn't know I had it and only I knew I had it, I'm the only one with an expectation for a reaction. I was like, see, exactly. So yeah, like, what, yeah. like, are you, are you more satisfied? Have you been getting more chicks now? And he was like, no, nah, it's still the same. And I was like, well, all right. So like, <laughs> where was the benefit? And he was like, there is no benefit. Cause I don't even feel better about myself. Cause it's not me. It wasn't, it's something I had to go to someone else to get. And I didn't work for it. I didn't earn it. I just bought it. And I was like, hey, hey, man, do what you got to do, live, bro. <laughs> live, and, live and learn, I guess. For sure. For sure. Um, this next one, the Star Wars franchise, underrated, overrated. Oh, shit. Um, so I've never watched Star Wars up until a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And the very first, so I, I watched it in chronological order, not in the order that the movies came out. Yeah, and the very first one that I watched, boy, I was hooked. <laughs> I watched every single one, you know, immediately after. Mm-hmm. And after all said and done, I was sitting there looking for more, and I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm not a big movie guy. Yeah, um, but I would I would say underrated for sure. Because I used to think I used to think it was like it was like the nerdiest shit and the cringiest shit ever. Mm -hmm. But then I realized it's not because of the movie itself. It's because of the people trying to represent the movie or wishing that they were, you know, wishing that that was their life. Right. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, uh, I definitely agree with you, but like at the same time, I disagree. I don't think, I think it's where it should be. And the only reason I say that is because like, I watched them growing up, but I was never like super into them. I was just like, oh, this is cool. Lightsabers, spaceships, people slicing each other up, and there's a decent story. And then like as I got older, I realized like there are people that take it super seriously. And it was like, all right, well, this is justified. I get what you're saying. It's a long-running franchise, staple actors and things of that nature. Uh, but at the same time, like they've got good TV shows, good spin-offs, they got cartoons, they got games, so they they cover their bases. Um, but at the same time, it's nothing that like, I go out of my way to like pay attention to. So like, that's why I think like it is like, I think it's justifiable wherever it is. Um, I don't think it's underrated 
by any means. Like it definitely deserves the praise that it gets. So yeah, that's I where agree. I'm at. Um, this next one, Breaking Bad. Um, overrated. Overrated. Interesting. Overrated. Interesting. Interesting. Why do you say overrated? Uh, so in every single episode, the first ten minutes is where you get some actual progress. The next thirty minutes, nothing happens. The last mm. five minutes is where you get some more progress. I could only get through maybe fifteen episodes before I was like, "All right, I'm sick of this." Word, word. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I I watched it. I watched the first two seasons when I was younger when they first dropped, and then I fell off. And then when like they started doing more stuff, I just had no interest. And then I heard about, you know, the ending and all that stuff. And then the series just recently ended this year. I was kind of like, oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I don't yeah, it, 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 it left a lot on the table. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I'm with you on that. Um, this next one. Cereal. Cereal? That's overrated. Cereal is so fucking bad for you, guy. Like, <laughs> like you, ever, you ever look at the table of contents? That shit is terrible for you. For sure. For sure. Definitely a whole bunch of stuff in it we should not be putting in our bodies at all. The sugar, yeah. the dyes, the, sh- yeah. the chemicals is crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, another point that I can make about this is that I, so at work, I put my AirPods in and, and I, I let YouTube music just do its thing. And mm-hmm. every single video, it starts with an ad. And every, every time it's, it's the, uh, the Kellogg's um, uh, commercial where he's like, he's like, you say dinner or no, you say cereal. I'll say dinner. They go cereal dinner. And I'm just like, who, who the fuck wants cereal for dinner? Who, why, why are you, why are you pushing that so hard? Like that for sure. That's, that's so bad. For sure. For sure. I get you. I get you. I get you. I, uh, as bad as it is for me, I'm a breakfast guy. And like, that's a staple for like breakfast. Um, (laughs) I definitely don't, I definitely don't eat it as much as I used to. Cause like you said, that shit is full of stuff that like, if you were eating that on an everyday basis, bro, your life would be ruined. But like, I enjoy like the occasional like cinnamon toast crunch or like Reese's puff just for like nostalgia reasons. But like I hold off from going for that second bowl. Cause like, it just ain't worth it. Um, but like, I definitely think that they're overrated as well, though. Like at this point, cereal is what it is. Like there's, there's no, there's really no new cereal that needs to come out. Um, they've gotten rid of some classics or they've modified flavors and things of that nature. And it's kind of just been like, all right, well, it's not as good as it used to be. So I just have to deal with it for what it is. Cause we're never going like, I'll never go back to my childhood of enjoying it the way I was. So it's kind of just like, it's a past time for me. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. You, you got to have a bowl every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, this next one I have is um, morning drives. Overrated, underrated. And when I say morning drives, not like your morning drive to work, but like you have the time to take a morning drive. Um, I, I would think it definitely depends on where you're at in your life. Uh, mm-hmm. If you need, if you need to just escape the house, uh, it's definitely underrated. Um, now, it really depends on what time you go out. Like around here in Jersey, where we are, uh, I go to work at four o'clock in the morning, and there is mm-hmm. nobody on the roads. I could yeah. do, 
I could do 80 miles an hour in a 45 past two cops and they wouldn't even come out and chase me. So, yeah. You know, that, that I, I think it's, I think it's definitely underrated. Word. I'm with you on that. I'm a morning person. Um, so like that to me is like the quietest, most tranquil time to be out just cause like people are either ending their nights or they're starting their day, but like, there's not like a whole lot of chaos. Obviously, like, like you said, it depends on where you are and like the hours of the morning that you're choosing to go take that drive, so to speak. But like, I used to always be like the morning blunt guy, get up right before the sun is up and drive through Lumberton, just chiefing, bro. And like, I, I, I'm sure you've been through Lumberton, like the back half of Lumberton is just all farmland and big houses. We used to call oh, it like yeah. me, like Josh Morgan and them used to call it like the L roads and stuff like that. It was just uh-huh. peaceful, bro. Nobody out there, just animals, deer and land. And it was just like, bro, I ain't got to worry about nothing, bro. Nobody looking at me weird. I can bump my music as loud as I want. I can hit yep. 80 if I need to just whatever, whatever, yeah. bro. So I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, to- totally, totally agree with you. I, I was, I, I would never, I, I can say like, I, I just recently stopped smoking and I, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I was smoking weed since seventh grade and it's just, it's a healthy thing to do, man. You know, you, you're going to have to get to a point in your life where yeah. you're just going to have to put it down and mm-hmm. you'll notice that it will, it will increase the value of your life and the value that you hold to yourself. For uh, sure. But but I, I could never, I honestly never did that. I never woke up and immediately smoked. I never smoked before school. I always finished my day, waited till nighttime, and then I would, I would smoke. But yeah. there were definitely times that, you know, I took it to the next level. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't really get into like the smoking until like senior year. And then at that, like, it was like very, very rare that I would do it. But as soon as I reached like, independency i was leaving when i wanted to coming home when i wanted to i was taking the time that i wanted to go do it and like i know one thing is like when i was talking to like josh and like nick casper people like that one thing they always said was like bro you should have done it before school bro and i was like really though i don't know man i don't know i that's kind of crazy for me yeah Yeah. that's too much for me i i I remember seeing uh oh man I, i forget his name uh, but I remember being in class and this guy was so high that he was so paranoid of getting caught that he got himself caught. And it, nah. the, the teacher, the teacher just ended up like just roasting the hell out of him. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I caught it like at, at RV. I've been in a couple scenarios where like I had gone to like the bathroom in the D wing and it was reeking. And I was like, Hey, yo, oh, yeah, no yeah. way. And then I would go in the bathroom and it'd be like, I, I, I'm name dropping and I shouldn't be. I just, I'd be seeing people in there and it'd be like, Hey, yo, don't tell nobody. And it was like, listen, I'm just here to piss, bro. Do what you got to do. And it'd be like, word, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Or like, I'd seen people making transactions. It'd be like, yo, I left it in the bottom of the trash bag in the trash can. Just lift it up, get your stuff, bro. And I'll meet you. Uh, I'll meet you for lunch out. And it was like, for real, that's what we doing. It was like, of course, bro. And it was like, fam, there's yeah. two hours left in the school day, yo. You got gym class and you got science, bro. What, for what <laughs> reason do you need to be blitzed out of your mind? And it was like, gosh, why why not? And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah that is that that is one thing that I, I, I won't lie about. I did I, I have I have done transactions in school uh and they were not small. Um <laughs> but, yo, yeah. But 
but I, I remember I remember standing outside of my homeroom and having it in like a like a uh, airtight water bottle. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I opened the fucking locker room or the, the locker, my homeroom teacher came out and the whole hallway was reeking like I like like it was it, it was so obvious. I'm yeah. honestly super surprised that nobody was just like put nobody came up to me and like put their hand on my shoulder, looked at me in my eyes and said you're gonna have to come with me, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but. yeah. That's crazy. I was in um, I think it might have been like my my bio class. Some dude had he had a bunch of guts. He had guts in one pocket, and then he had uh, hash in his other one. And he was looking for <laughs> his pencil, and he dropped both because he went to one pocket, it fell out. Went to the <laughs> other one, fell out, and it went all over the floor. And the teacher walked by and was like you going to clean up those pencil shavings. Right. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to clean. Yeah. These pencils. Yeah. 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 And she's like, they must've been in your backpack for a while. Cause they smell pretty bad. That, uh, yeah. yeah, this, smell that, trash, bad, yeah. that trash cans up front when you got to throw that away. And then he just cleaned it up and then went and sat down. And I was like, Hey, yo, is that, what are <laughs> you doing yo? with that in your pocket, bro? And he was like, where else am I going to put it? I don't, I don't carry a bag to school, bro. And I was like, right but like what what do we i'm confused though like you went all day with this in your pocket and he was like yeah but it's cool she didn't notice (laughs) i was like all right bro more power to you yo more power to you yeah yeah that's That's funny though that's one thing there was there was there was definitely a lot of wild things happening in rv that nobody really noticed and uh it, it was honestly for me it was very easy to get away with a lot of uh uh very incriminating acts um <laughs> for sure so, so you know it's definitely definitely an rv underrated yo so see I, I i share the same sentiments i'm not gonna lie to you for what it was my high school experience i enjoyed it because i got into some i got into some things and met some people that otherwise i just not have like ever like been up to like one thing i know like i found out that like not a lot of people were aware of was like there's a basement to the school past like the, uh, oh, yeah. the supply area. They have like a whole bunker down there where they keep yeah. stuff. And I forget, I forget the name of the teacher, but he had like a class in the, like the E-wing that was like a photography class or whatever. And he would be like, you can go wherever you want on school property to take pictures. You have 45 minutes go. And one day mean like <laughs> three people just went down there and the lady was like, Oh yeah, you can go back there. We don't care. Just uh, don't steal anything. And it was just nothing but, heirlooms jerseys yearbooks props and we were down there for like an hour and a half and homeboy was like hey yo i got some vodka in my bag and i was like pull it out bro pull it out what are you doing was down there getting lit came back to class teacher was like there's 15 minutes left where were you and it was like oh we were the supply uh place downstairs in the in the basement we were down there talking to the ladies and then he was like uh-huh right 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 all right well i want to <laughs> see those pictures and we had we had pictures and everything and he was like damn they don't even let the teachers go down there like that and i was like hey man hey man we out here but like i thought that was wild because like i didn't think that existed but like i know that was like something that was crazy and i started passing that around because people were like bro that's like the pool being on the roof bro it doesn't exist and yeah, i was like yeah. all right obviously there's no pool on the roof but like i'm telling you there's a bunker in the basement. You know how old this bitch is? And they were like, it's not that old. And I was like, all right, yo, all right, whatever you say, bro. 
I, I I actually remember I did I wasn't sure if it came from you or not or you know what any of your friends but I remember there was a time where everybody was talking about the basement and one day I was just like you know what fuck this class I'm just gonna walk around yeah so I walked around there for for literally like an hour and a half and I was just mm-hmm. I was just down there I didn't see anybody and uh, yeah no there I can attest that there's definitely a bunker down there um, oh. One one thing that I don't know if you know about, but the roof access on uh-huh. all on all the points in that school, they are always unlocked. There's no there's it's never locked. And I've I've actually climbed the li- the ladder, and, like, opened Yo. up the hatch, and yeah. just looked around for a second. And I was like, oh my god, should I fucking do it? And I wish I did, but I didn't. <laughs> I came back yeah. and I was just like, man, missed opportunity. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've always wondered that. Like, I know, like, there was one specific elevator that covered all floors, and I got in it one day, and I was like, should I hit? Should I hit the third floor? Should I see what's up there, bro? But then it was like, nah, bro, because when I come back down, someone's going to be like, hey, yo, I noticed you came from down, or I noticed you came from up, not down, bro. What was, what's going on? <laughs> and it was like, yeah. well, I have, I have a gold pass, sir. Like I can go anywhere. Right. And it's like, I don't know, but like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Cause I've always wanted to be on the roof or see what was up there. Cause like, why not? <laughs> what, like, yeah. what, what for? Like there's access. Let me access it, bro. But yeah, exactly. That's funny. That's funny. I've also like in the new auditorium, I like was back there in like the backstage where they keep all that stuff, bro. There's so much, there's like, like you said, there are so many places in that school to get away with things. It was like mind boggling to me that like, I never got around to do it. Like if I had known that there were rooms that I could go to that were unlocked, that were just not used just because people didn't go to them. I would have had so many chicks like missing for like 10, 15 (laughs) minutes, bro. Cause it was just crazy. Like there'd be music rooms, there'd be study rooms, like even during study hall, bro, when people were at lunch, you'd be like, hey, yo, teachers aren't going to be over here for at least two hours, yo, what you trying to get into? But like, I just never, like you said, just never took the opportunity, bro. It was just like, too scared about the what ifs, yo. That's crazy, though. Word. Um, This last one I have um, is theme parks. Overrated, underrated. Hmm. If you've never really been to a, at least one or a couple, mm-hmm. I would say it's underrated. But after going like a couple times and growing up a little bit, then it it it, it becomes overrated. Um, For sure, I've noticed that when I was younger, I could handle any roller coaster, didn't matter what it was. And now I get on like a kids roller coaster, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna fucking throw up. <laughs> right, right. Right. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I've never been a fan of roller coasters myself, but like I I, I will in occasionally like enjoy a, a good theme park. Like if they've got things to look at, places to eat, um, minor rides, so to speak, I'll hop on. But like other than that, bro, like you won't find me there at all. Like it's just it's not for <laughs> me. Like I know yeah. like senior trip was the one time like I actually rode roller coasters because like we went to Universal and shit and like yeah. I just could not escape those things. Like every, like the group I was with was like, nah, we travel as a group. We get on rides as a group. And if you're not yeah. getting on with us, like don't walk with us for the rest of the trip. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> damn, man. All right, I guess yeah. I got to do it. And like, all I got to say is the words I was saying, bro, with those little kids around was 
out of pocket, bro. Like I had kids looking at me like, what did you just say? Like, I remember like the first ride we got on straight off the plane, I was saying like, F Oprah, bro, Oprah, B word, just saying stuff. And people were like, can you quiet down? And it was like, no, I can't quiet down, bro. We moving like Mach 5 right now. The fuck you mean, bro? No, <laughs> yeah. get out of my face, dog. But like, yeah. that's funny. That's funny. Um, that's all the topics I have, though. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything that came to mind while we were talking? Um, yes, there are. There, there's one thing I do want to end off with. Okay. Um, and... I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. It's because I know a certain somebody will, will see that we did this and hopefully they get through the whole thing to hear this. For sure. But I think it's very important that people uh, just, you know, take a little bit of time. It's, it's easier to to talk to strangers about just your life in general, you know, Mm, Um, but it's, it's definitely important for people to just get real with themselves and ask themselves, you know, is, is this making me happy? Is this not making me happy? Am I chasing temporary happiness or am I chasing a long-term happiness? For sure. Um, you know, I, I myself have not felt very fulfilled or felt, um, you know, very proud of myself for a, a very long time. And when I do feel proud of myself, it's, 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 it's a fleeting moment. And yeah. uh, basically, basically, I just, I just want to get around to the fact that you know, we're, we're all growing. We all got to figure our shit out. It's okay if you don't have it figured out, but you're going to have to sit down and, and just get real with yourself. And, and, uh, you know, this past relationship has really, has really opened my eyes, uh, you know, in a good way. And I hope that, I hope that we can both just, like I said, get real with each other and, and just, you know, really, really try and stay committed and, you know, just sort of be there. Yeah, um, for sure. And just, you know, and just commit, commit to that long-term happiness. Cause you know, we've been, we've, we've been committed for probably about three years on like a serious level. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I've been taking it super, super serious since like probably 10, 12 months ago. Um, and you know, I, I, I've done a lot of things where it would, it would break the other person into, not believing anymore but you know the the only it's not like i'm trying to make up excuses it's just i i would rather just speak straight facts and that fact is that you know we're not expected to have it all figured out and we just you know we just we got to try our hardest to to really you know make that commitment for not only ourselves but for what's going to make us happy in the long run word word no i'm i'm with you on that that being said though uh, that's pretty much all we got for today. Uh, Charlie, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. You know, some, some things people got to hear and you might not even know you need to hear it. All right, you know the deal. Before we get out of here, I got to give you some of these music releases that came out for this week. So this is the week of 11-25-22. Uh, um, and we started off with uh, Sylvia and LeCue, uh, Gray, Troyev, uh, Misha, Dej Loaf, Loyal Carner, Emotional Oranges, Lord Kev, Softy, uh, October London dropped a nice little winter pack. Who else we got? We got uh, Joey Trapp dropped a project. It's a, it's a banger. I like it. 
Currency dropped another banger project. Uh, Tone Stith, Bishop Nauru. Uh, closing out it, we got uh, Quando Rondo. We got uh, Made in Tokyo. We got Diggy. We got Skinny Atlas. And we got Mike. That just about wraps up this episode. I've been your host, Sam. Until next time, deuces.